Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to talk about a common issue that women tell me about, which is that they don't feel like they get taken care of in their relationships with men. So this is anywhere from their husband to guys that they are first dating. They just do not feel like they get um, cared for and protected in the way that would make them feel safe and loved and cherished. Now, there can be many reasons for this, but I specifically talk about two main buckets that these women usually fall into. The first are women that are high achieving and high earning and mistakenly believe that this is a turnoff to men. And I've written about this extensively. I can link you to one of the posts about it where I believe from my experience as a decade plus working with individuals and couples that this is inaccurate and anachronistic. Men no longer feel that a high-achieving or high-earning woman is a turnoff. Frequently, they are really happy to be with these women. Um, and the second, yeah, but I'll expand on that. The second category of women that feel that they don't get taken care of are women who have long been enablers and codependent with men who really um, underfunction. So you remember my over-functioning podcast. Well, these women over-function and they partner with men that have issues with depression, past trauma, ADHD, substance use. Um, they have v- various issues that they um, do not achieve at the level that they could because they are hampered by these issues, but also because they get used to the woman taking care of everything. So this is a codependent dynamic, which is not due to either individual. Uh, And commonly, the woman saw this at home growing up between her parents, and so she gets into the same subconsciously familiar dynamic when she's an adult, despite really yearning for an equal, if not a man who does more, she'll get into the same kind of dynamic subconsciously. So first, we're going to look at the first group of women that I described. So these are the high-achieving women, and they... They could be CEOs, they could be, you know, bosses of some sort, managers at work, they could own their own business, whatever they are. Um, They think that this is intimidating to men and that the potential pool of men that they can date goes down. Whereas usually from what I see nowadays, at least in the people that I work with, actually this is pretty attractive. A man likes a woman that is confident and can get shit done. And this is anywhere from the bedroom to the boardroom. You know, men are turned on by a woman who is successful and confident. 
you know, and if you ask any woman, uh, any woman, any man what a turn on is in a woman, they're going to say confidence. So then it doesn't really um, concord with this view of men as so uh, fragile that they cannot possibly take a woman being successful. So frequently women think that because they are successful in this way, that is the reason that a man doesn't want to take care of them. And because I guess they think that the man thinks that they don't have a need for financial security or they don't need to be taken care of. So therefore, the man is just going to coast. So this is not real. There are usually other things going on that have to do with the woman being high achieving. There are other personality traits that go along with being high achieving and very successful. Some of them can include not being able to really be vulnerable and ask for help. So somebody that's used to being at the top of the food chain is not really going to ask for help with things. Also, quite practically, somebody who has the energy and drive to get to the top of their profession uh, usually evidences that same drive at home. And they get shit done constantly and they don't really ask for any help because they don't really need any help. They have this yearning to be taken care of, but operationally, there would be very little for a man to do to take care of her, at least not much that she's not already told him to do, which gets to another, you know, um, point to this is that if you do not allow somebody to have any space to take care of you, they can't. If you are always thinking 17 steps ahead, then the best somebody can do is kind of do what you told them to do, which still isn't taking care of you in any meaningful sense. So in the second bucket, we have women who are codependent with guys who have various issues that lead to life being very hard for them. And whether, again, this is addiction, mood issues, anxiety, trauma, whatever else. I talk about, I have a representative couple that I title the man-child and his long-suffering wife. And people in this dynamic, women in this dynamic, find themselves taking care of the man like he's a baby. And therefore, there is really no space for the man to take care of them at all. And the man usually does basically nothing. And the woman takes care of everything. And on some level, she is deriving a lot of her self-worth from being the woman who takes care of everything and who can be there for everybody else. Usually she saw this dynamic growing up where one parent was the problem and one parent was the enabler who took care of this problem person. In the beginning of the relationship, there are usually red flags. This is usually the woman who is like doing her boyfriend's college papers and who is doing his laundry and who's making sure that he eats. All of this stuff, it just extends into marriage. It doesn't change. So there's there are very few times where I could see a completely different pattern in what somebody recounts from dating and um, and that that is totally different from what they're like when they're married. Usually, obviously, there's continuity. That is only commonsensical. So in both cases, no matter which bucket the woman is in, she need, she wants to figure out the root of this pattern for herself. So blaming the man is really not going to do anything. It takes two to get into a dynamic. She's the one with the problem with the dynamic. Even if she gets out of this current relationship, 
I see people all the time get into the same kind of relationship again, despite very much not wanting to, because this is something that they haven't really worked through or processed. So they get right back into another relationship where they do not feel taken care of. So how then can you ask for your needs to be met in a way that is going to make it likely for somebody to take care of you? Well, it's difficult if you've never done it before. And people usually then err on the side of either not asking at all, you know, or they err on the side of of micromanaging because they feel so anxious that the person will not actually know how to take care of them. So they will say, um, can you do the laundry, but I need the laundry done really by 4 p.m. because I need to do uh, to get out my kid's uniform and I need to uh, separate the clothes. And so I need to put it all away. So it needs to be done by four. And then also at that time, I'm going to need to be doing the dishes. So you do this while I do this and then this and then this. And then when the kids come home, you see my point. So nobody is going to want to... um, kind of be micromanaged and be told that they have to do something within the next couple of hours. Otherwise, they are going to be a disappointment. If you actually want somebody to care for you, you would say something like, I'm really tired. I can't do the laundry. And then you don't do the laundry. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is the part where people say, but I have to. You don't have to. You probably have quite a bit of clothes and so do your kids if your kids are old enough they can also learn to do the laundry but I'm using the laundry as an example you know you would say I'm too tired to do the laundry I can't do the laundry and most men within a loving marriage are going to then start to do the laundry and if you seem happy about it they will always do the laundry because you seem happy most men want to please their wives people talk about these situations where um it's they villainize the man or they infantilize him and there are situations where a man has never done laundry in his life and doesn't know how of course he can learn if he has a job then he can learn things that are hard and that he can also learn the laundry but in most cases men have done the laundry they have lived on their own they've gone to college they have had you know apartments by themselves or with roommates and they have done the laundry what they don't do is they don't do the laundry by four o'clock in the way that you need with this separated from this and then put on the beds in the way you know like exactly all the way that you need if you want to micromanage a task this isn't going to make somebody want to do it if you want somebody to take care of you this means seeding control it's hard to seed control when you are really anxious about either the way that things get done which is classic just anxiety or you're anxious that they won't do it at all, so you almost make an impossible situation, you know, because you kind of expect that they won't do it anyway, so you're almost setting them up to fail. So in these cases, you're not giving somebody the space to actually care for you. You are not allowing them to decide that they are going to do something nice for you if you have already told them exactly how you want to do it, when you want to do it, exactly how you want it done. This only allows them to kind of check off a box of an assignment. It's more of like a parent-child or a teacher-student dynamic than somebody who's taking care of you. Somebody who's taking care of you will notice there's plenty of women who struggle with a lot of depression and, um, 
There's other women who struggle with ADHD. I see a lot of women who struggle with both of these things. And in those cases, the men do like most of, if not all of the chores, and they do it because the woman can do it. I mean, like, that's why they do it. Just like the women who do all the chores usually do it because they feel that the man can't do it. They can't do it right. Like the people who get up with the baby because supposedly the man can't get up in the middle of the night. They are doing it because they feel the man can't do it. People take care of other people of both genders when they feel that the other can't do it. When they feel that it would be very hard for the other person, that's when you sweep in to do it. You don't tie your 11-year-old's shoes. They can do it. You don't do that to be nice because they can do it. You do it to your 5-year-old who may struggle with it to be nice and you do it with your 3-year-old because you have to. So if you want to be taken care of, you have to need the care. So what does this mean if you are somebody who literally has more energy than you know, uh, you're, you're just real energetic and you can really do everything. Well, then in that case, don't do the things that you, you, you can't apparently do it all and be happy or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So then just don't do the things that make you feel overwhelmed or overstressed. Yes, maybe you can do 100% of the chores and the childcare and your job, but Uh, apparently you can't do that and also be happy. So then you can't. So you have to get used to saying you can't. If you say, I can't cook dinner tonight because I'm tired, then your partner, if they are a loving partner, will do it. Even if they never did it before, they will figure it out. Nobody is, is designing their life around being an asshole or making you miserable. If you are with somebody who is a sadistic jerk and uh, even when you're sick says, you better cook dinner for the kids or I'll not, you know, I'm not going to do it, you know, leave that person. That is not a nice person. But the majority of people that are coupled with, with these sorts of over-functioning women, they're like, they tell me, I tried to take care of her. I don't know what to do. She tells me I do it wrong. She says that she wants a gift. I try to get her a gift. She says it was the wrong gift. Uh, she says she wants help with the chores. I tried to do those chores. She says I'm doing them wrong or she's done them already. So in this case, the woman wants to be taken care of but isn't giving the man space to take care of her. And especially in a new relationship, women have to, if they really value being taken care of and protected, you have to look for this variable and then like edit out your search based on getting this thing. So on from the very first date, you don't start picking the place to go, figuring out the logistics of how we meet up, making it easier for that person. No, you say, I like Italian. And then let them find an Italian restaurant. Say, I can't really go far from home because I have to get up early. And see if they come to you. If they don't come to you, don't go to them. So there are ways to filter out people who are more or less prone to take care of you. They, if somebody wants to take care of you, they're going to take care of you straight from the first date. This is just a personality type. You can train somebody to take care of you more. 
certainly that that's something that happens all the time in couples counseling. When I work with couples and I help the man say, look, she wants to be protected and taken care of in this way. But usually in those cases, a dynamic has already been entrenched. And so I have to also simultaneously tell the woman to, you know, take her foot off the gas and stop taking care of herself so well that the man has nothing to left to do that he feels that he can um, really even impress her with at all. But right from the beginning, you have to say that you are somebody worthy of care and worthy of effort. And this is something that you may have to work on in individual counseling, knowing that you are worthy of somebody taking the time to take care of you and that you saying your needs and wants is not weird or bad. And you don't have to offer something in return all the time compulsively. That's kind of another thing that people do is say uh, on a first date, like a woman who really struggles with um, being somebody who gets taken care of because she never saw this and she's uncomfortable around it. She might say, well, I like Italian, but next time we can get um, whatever you like. Yeah, like he knows that, you know, like he can ask for whatever he wants to. You don't have to make like a, a tally sheet, you know, right from the beginning because this also isn't really letting yourself get taken care of organically. It's more like kind of um, scorekeeping. I guess it's positive scorekeeping. Okay, I get Italian, then you get Chinese or whatever. But still it is scorekeeping. You just want to say what you want. And trust that the other person can also say what they want and that you do not have to be the one to do the tallying up of fairness of that each person gets needs met exactly 50% of the time. So really, my point here is that you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable and to express your needs directly and without micromanaging how your needs are to be met and without this idea that the other person will not want to do it or will not be able to do it. Confidence in the other person's desire to make you happy and confidence in yourself as somebody worthy of care and love and effort. These things are very important um, and to do, but they're very hard if you were raised in a dysfunctional family of origin where you never really understood that you have worth and that getting taken care of is something to expect in a relationship. If you saw your mother not get taken care of by your father, you know, then it's hard for you to think that that would be something that a woman could expect in a relationship is some level of attention and care and protection. So you have to work on this individually before you say that it doesn't work because the guy won't do it or there's no way that your husband would ever care for you or anything like that. Uh, there's books like that focus on some of this. People usually don't like the titles. One of them is The Surrendered Wife. The Surrendered Wife is not surrendering to her husband. She is surrendering control. It's actually written. It's a pretty good book, you know, and so I would recommend it. I'll link you to it in the comments. But it talks about how if you're trying to micromanage everything and control and criticize all the time, you're really cutting yourself off at the knees if your end goal is getting cared for and protected and treated with tenderness because a man isn't really going to want to do that if he always feels like he's getting things wrong and if you're in charge of everything. Ironically, women don't want to be in charge of everything. They end up feeling that they need to be, but they've never really tested it out the other way. So in my uh, ubiquitous laundry example, uh, they'll say, yeah, I let the laundry go for a week. 
a week, maybe you need to let the laundry go forever, you know, and see what happens. He's not never going to have clean clothes for you or the kids or himself. So that's just not possible. There's plenty of people who just stop cooking or just stop cleaning. And then the couples discuss either getting somebody in to do those things or having, you know, the other partner do it or some combination thereof. There's all sorts of ways to skin a cat. But if you think that you have to do everything and you have to do everything a certain way, especially, then you are probably not allowing space for yourself to be cared for. The people that end up getting cared for, because these women always say, why do other women get cared for? Well, usually they deserve, they, they feel that they deserve it and they don't criticize how it's done. So they say, oh, I would really like um, a trip for my birthday. And then they're happy with the trip that they get for their birthday. And if that happens... You know, and it's not like then the guy does, let's say, the trip to Cape Cod. She wanted a trip to Florida, and then she, like, makes his life miserable about it. Guess what he's not going to do next time? He's not going to book a trip. This is the same thing I say to guys, by the way, about sex. If guys want more sex, then be complimentary about the sex that you're getting. If you criticize how unadventurous your wife is when she does have sex with you, then guess what she's not going to do anymore? Anything, right? Nobody likes to be criticized. So if you want to be taken care of by your male partner, then you must allow them to try to take care of you, be positive about the efforts, really try to think that the thought is what counts, which is what you teach your children too. The thought counts. The thoughts what is what counts. So if the birthday gift or whatever it is isn't perfect, then they are trying, you know, and that can't really be, um, that can't be thought of as a nothing. That is an attempt and they will get better and better and better at trying to take care of you as you allow them more and more and more space to do so. If this doesn't happen, and you are caught in this negative cycle where you are asking for your needs to be met finally and your partner is terribly bewildered and angry and you're switching the rules of the game, then couples counseling can really help with this because this is a dynamic issue and the entire configuration of your dynamic may have to be changed in light of your um, more open stated desire to be cared for in a different sort of way than you may ever have really stated before. Anytime somebody changes what their needs are, they're kind of changing the rules of engagement and there can be a big, um, you know, uh, a big speed bump in the smoothness of the relationship because one person's changing the rules. That doesn't mean you shouldn't change the rules. It just means don't expect that it always goes smoothly. All right, so if this was useful to you, then share this with your partner and use it to open up a discussion about how you want to be taken care of more, but how maybe you and your partner are both contributing to this current dynamic where you do not feel taken care of. The more you say that the contribution may be shared, and that's not just his fault, the more your partner is going to be open to hearing about this topic and about you know, brainstorming ways to fix it. All right, so I'll also link you to The Surrendered Wife, which is an interesting book to read, especially if you already decided that you hate it based on the title, then you're especially who should read it because you want to be open-minded to many ways to skin a cat. And the author does have some good points. You don't have to agree with everything. 
All right, so hopefully you found this useful. I always like hearing feedback from you guys. Please, uh, you know, suggest topics or just give me feedback and follow me at drpsychmom.com and on Facebook and please subscribe to my podcast and I will talk to you guys soon.